Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Church talk live how excited you're here to be with us or we are to be there with you hello good morning or good whatever so hey good to, good to see you <laughs> so glad for you to be here with because it's all about us no, that's right that's all about us that's yeah that's right exactly right hey we're yeah. glad you're here today we are yeah. talking about a uh topic we, we were talking last night over dinner about the today's conversation and Chris said something about let's do something on self-care and I get this painful no, no that's not what I said I said let's do something about the need to take our vacation and no you said self-care you first you said oh, self-care oh, first. no no I didn't I, yeah 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 no, yeah you did no, <laughs> self-care came by immediately into your head and then do I trust well, you Lively conversations about life, church, and church life. <laughs> anyway, when the word self-care came out of her mouth, my face. You my, said, I'm just not into doing self-care. Can, can I finish my sentence? Even? Yes. Perhaps? As long as you don't blame me. Never mind. Okay, moving on. We're just going to finish that conversation because it's not finishable. All right, moving on. We are talking today about some tips on how to get your time off because the reality pastor over the last few weeks both chris and i have had a lot of conversations with way too many pastors who yeah. are not getting their days off or they're taking their days off and then their days off are being interrupted and they're having to rush off to do this or finish that or i talked to the pastor the other day says i take my days off so i can write my sermons that's not a day off and so we want to talk about two things today primarily or not two things we want to start off by talking about why don't we take our days off what gets in the way um heart body soul etc you know why are we not doing it um and then we want to talk about some tips offer you some tips on how you can get your days off whether it's your friday off or friday and saturday off or whatever your weekly days off are or whether it's your um vacation time or your sabbatical for those of you who get sabbaticals we want to talk about how because I'm giving you some tips on how to make sure you get it off because folks, even though the word self-care makes me cringe deep inside, um, that the reality is, is if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not getting your time, your days off, your time off, you lose your creativity, you will not be able to be an effective leader, let alone an effective pastor. Well, yeah, and on top of that, I can move this way, on top of that, you lose your passion. Right. I mean, we've known some pastors who dropped out completely because they lost their passion. And, and so much of that was due to sheer exhaustion because they weren't taking off their time. I, I want to pick up on something you say. And again, it, we may be playing semantics here, but um, it, uh, you've you've said about they don't get their time off. And and that that is. I mean, there's, there are two pieces there, right? That you don't get your days off. And a lot of that is because you see pressure from, from the church. The other part of that, though, 
is that you don't take your days off. Right, exactly. That yeah. You've been given them, right? I know when I um, uh, when I negotiated the initial contract with the denominational office with working for the region here in Missouri, uh, that one of the stipulations that, you know, I would get, and this is what I asked for. I said, you know, I get, it's not I asked for, it's just what I get. Four weeks vacation, two weeks retreat, uh, continuing retreat and or continuing education time. There's a difference between those two and then a sabbatical every five years. And they said, no problem. And they don't roll over unless you have a really good reason for it. We expect you to take that time. We know that you need that time. And if you don't take it, you've got to account for why you didn't take it. And then it's open for discussion whether or not. No, it's not open for discussion. You know, if you couldn't take it for a valid reason, you can make it up going in. They said, we want you to take that, take that time. And I did without fail. Well, the, another part, though, you know. Hang on, hang on, before, hang, hang on before you go. I, I, just want to, I just want to real quick, hang on to your thought. Put a bookmark there. I want to come right back. But folks, did you hear what she said? She negotiated that before she went. Pastor, when you are negotiating to go to a church, you are never in a better position, never will be in a better position to negotiate what you need and what you want. Do that before you go, because once you go, once you've accepted the call or accepted the job, you, you've accepted it for, as it was offered. And renegotiating at that point is often futile but even if it's not futile, it's almost always painful because someone says, well, the pastor's just getting greedy. The pastor just wants more. Oh so you start at the beginning. If they don't want to call you, people, there really is a clergy shortage. You know, now, you know, there's not a clergy shortage for churches over 500, but there's, you know, if you're in a, a mid-sized or smaller church, there is a clergy shortage in most denominations. You know, if you were looking for a job and they don't want to give you what you need and what you want, then, you know, go find another congregation because you will not be happy um, if when you, you know, if you settle. And in a lot of cases, you won't be able to pay your bills. All right. Sorry. Negotiate well to begin with. That's how that's the first step in getting your days off. Right. Negotiate well. We'll talk about more on that in a little bit. But, Chris, I, I want to let you finish up where you were talking what you said. So much for the book, Mark. What you were saying, you know, yeah, what you're saying is just so dad blasted um, important, uh, you know, and and you said it so well. And you set the standard right from the very beginning. If you've been screwing this up, because we know that many of you are not like at negotiating point, uh, uh, negotiating place right now. But you set the standard and you can change the standard. You Here's the reality. If you don't change the standard. Uh, then you're going to have no choice but to have it changed for you because your body's going to break down. I remember what I wanted to say. You know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us wear our working so hard, not taking our days off as a badge of honor, right? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a day off in, in so long. Yeah. Or there's just so much ministry that needs to be done. And I just didn't have, I had to do this, I had to do that. And, and I know that's getting into what we're, we're talking about. But if you're wearing this as a badge of honor, I don't know, I just want to say shame on you. Or uh, can I swear? I can swear, right? Bullshit. I'm just going to call bullshit because that's just a load of crap. 
and you're not the end all be all. Yeah, the church goes on. It went on before you. It will go on with you and after. Okay. Pastor, you're not indispensable. Every pastor, I, I think, seems to think that the world will fall apart if they don't do what needs to get done and if they're not there. I got news for you. If you drop dead today, today's Tuesday, if you drop dead next Saturday, worship services will still continue on Sunday without you, but they will continue. The world does not rise and set, the sun doesn't rise and set, I guess the world doesn't either, but the, the world or the sun doesn't rise and set on you and the church doesn't either. There was someone before you, there will be someone after right. you. Right. So the bottom line is you're not indispensable unless, unless you've created a scenario in your mind where you're indispensable and you have gathered up all the tasks and held on to them so tightly so that you haven't delegated and other people can't do. But the about the only thing that should be left in jeopardy on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon if you were suddenly incapacitated, the only thing would might be the right. sermon. Right. Might be the sermon. Right. Nothing else should depend on you. Right. And I don't care if you have a church of five people. Nothing else should depend on you because you are going to become incapacitated. You are going to take a vacation. You are going to leave eventually. And those five people or those 5,000 people, whatever it is you have that's gonna pour into, the, into your worship center to hear your words and to join in song and prayer to worship, if, it's all, if, if you have more than the sermon depending on you, you are hurting your congregation because oh, yeah. this is the church and you are the church leader, but you are not the end-all be-all of the church. Well, if you're the end-all be-all, then you're, you're stealing the joy and the responsibility of others, right? I mean, everybody, we're the body of Christ, so everybody plays a role. And if you're playing all the rules, you're not allowing them to play their roles, right? And isn't that exactly right? They're not, play, they're not able to use their gifts. Right, exactly. Well, once again, there was something else I wanted to add to that before you waxed so eloquently. Uh, and I, oh, I was going to say, hey, I'm watching time, but I'm not because my watch is over here and not on my wrist. Uh, yeah. So All right. So, so, right, so, so let, me, let me come back and let's, let's, we've talked a couple ideas already of why you're not getting, not taking your day off. And it is semantics in my head, but she's right. There is a difference there. The semantics are important. That for oh, those wait, of you- wait. wait, I thought I thought of what I wanted to say and it comes back to semantics, okay? But I don't want to forget um, again. So about getting your days off, taking your days off. Oh my gosh, I just lost it. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to finish my go thought ahead, while you, while you it, 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 pick up a pencil so you can write it down when you're no, <laughs> back. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. If, if you're having trouble getting your days off because the church isn't allowing you, they're, they're continuing to toss stuff on you, set expectations above that, then it's time for you to draw a line in the sand and say no, which you probably should have done from the beginning. No, period. Is a is a full sentence according to I don't remember um, who Burnett. Carol, Carol Burnett. Burnett. No is a is a full sentence. You do not need to. We were talking about this last night. You do not need to share the reason why you are not available. That's why exactly you can't right. do whatever it is. No, I can't. 
no, I, 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 I'm not available. And, and you don't like those words, I do. The bottom line is, is that you're, you're saying, I can't do this. And it's, you know, no, you right. don't need to say, no, it's my day off. You just say no. Right. I'm not, see, and so I'm, I do it more gently because I'm, I think this is better heard this way. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not able to. Oh, I'm sorry, but I just can't. And in, in that way, you, you communicate, you know, I really, I, I really would like to if I could. Um, if you don't really wish you could, you know, if you're don't just, say that then, <laughs> right? Don't say, oh, you know, I I really wish I could, but I'm so sorry, I I just can't be there, right. and that's all. Um, let me. I just remember and wrote it down. Oh, good, you wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to a pastor yesterday, and and you know that concern that I might tick off somebody. You know what happens? Like if I say no, I can't be there. Then you know they that might. And I, the concern was less that it would be they'd be mad at that pastor. The concern was that they might leave the church because they weren't getting the kind of care that they they thought they should be. So I don't want to talk about all the ins and outs of that, but I do want to say that that does become you know that that can be a valid concern that we have, um, and but that what we've said about you know just we've just started. And to, to move in this along into some tips. Um, and, and so that first one, or not the first one, but just to keep in mind, there are some of you that are afraid that you're going to tick some people off, um, that, that you might even give them a bad message about what church is. And so one of the first ways that you can counter that when you say no is, you know, I just can't. I would if I could. Because if you're feeling, you might not want to do it, but if you could do it, you would do it, right? Because even I would never, I, I would never say that because that opens to too many doors. I'm sorry, I can't, and that's yeah. the end of it. I know there's nothing about. I, I would never say, and again, I don't use that language that says I'm not available. Right. You know, they, so I know right. I, I right exactly. Right. I use that language, and you're much more brusque than I am. That's going to work from, for some pastors in some situations. Right. There are others of us that that can't do that. And I'll, yeah, and I'll be honest, yeah. women pastors write the thin line between between being aggressive and assertive and all the more reason, you know, you just hit them with gentleness so that you can knock them with when you got to not be gentle. But here's here's another um, part of that is then being really clear and not not um well this is not an answer um you touched on it we've got to get past always having to make excuses or give reasons or justify our you know where we are we'll do that all the time or why we can't usually it's why we can't well i can't or why and we won't because of this because of that and and sometimes we're making up you know, we're we're putting it out there and we're lying in that case or telling a half truth with stretching it a little bit. Yeah. So I that was a hard one for me to give up. It was it was a huge learning when I learned it, but it was really hard to give up always making uh having to justify or give reason for things. And well, if you and, and, talk about the things that are easy. And you're doing it there, then people come to expect it all the time, and then you're lost at a loss when. Well, and and, and here and here's here's what happens if you start doing that. 
especially if you say, well, it's my day off, which is a pitiful thing to say. Again, don't give reasons. But the, if you say, I can't because it's my day off, my response as a layperson is, I come to church on Sunday, that's my day off. The difference is, of course, Pastor, you're being paid to be there. That is your vocation, and and that is and the the church is their avocation. It is what they do also, and it, it should be part of their life. And yes, it should be a part of yours. But workers worth the wage and all the rest. Here is the deal: the moment you begin giving excuses for why you can't or won't, you don't need to say either. Just I can't. Again, that's why. Again, why I like. I'm not available, then you don't have to worry about the can't or won't. Um, but the, the reality is setting your boundaries, living with your boundaries. When you start giving the excuses, when you start giving the reasons for why you're not, you know, A is you go down a slippery path wherein the, um, is that now people expect you to justify your day off. You justify your vacation. You justify why you're meeting with the unchurched um, people downtown instead of meeting them in the in in their home and the members in their homes, et cetera, et cetera. You, it, it sends you on a slippery slope. Begin today with no, you know, again, I'm sorry, I can't, according to Chris and the way she does stuff, or I'm not available. Um, I don't find not uh, not available to be brusque. It's just saying, you know, you're, I have something else I have to do. I'm not available for that. But whatever it is, the, however you put it, stop making excuses. Well, why? Because I can't. Um, right. Why? Because I'm not available. Well, right. why? You just keep coming back to that. It's We call it the party line. And that is you choose your party line. And that is what you say over and over and over to the three-year-old who won't stop asking for the lollipop or this or the 65 year old board chair who is continuing to ask why you won't work on your saturday because whatever so and then we got to get into tips go, go ahead right i know and it, it usually comes out to well the person won't say why not when you tell them you're not available but it's going to be your i you know pastor parish uh, committee or your pastoral relations committee or whoever HR. there for taking someone who doesn't like you or who's really upset, you know, or worried about the church, you know, and they're going to say, well, why weren't you available? Why couldn't you do it? And, and the response to that is always, I just wasn't right. That's all. I just wasn't three words. That's, that's all. Don't let them push you in a corner with anything else. Here's another part. We, we're available. I mean, we really are available 20 hours a day or 24 hours a day. Ministers are right. I mean, generally. And when you, I didn't do them. We're we're expected to be. We're expected to be. But if somebody calls you in the middle of the night, you know that it's important enough that you're going to respond. I don't know any minister that didn't get a call at two o'clock in the morning on a, on a work day. And didn't respond in some way. And regardless of whether or not they responded and went to the hospital or did whatever, they still picked up that phone or saw the call or something, right? So so that's you start to say to people, hey, listen, I'm not available 365 days a year. Um, I with two days off, I'm available 261 days a year. And you can do the math. I can't do it fast enough right here. 
to say with my four weeks off, that's how many days of the year I'm available to you. And when I'm available to you, I am available 24 hours, or at least that's what you think. I'm on call, kind of like military. Or, you know, we have a friend who's a fireman and he's, um, and, and Dan, when he has, he's on for however many days in a row that he's on, then he's on 24 hours. But unlike Dan, we don't work, what, four days on, three days off. We don't get that luxury as pastors. Okay. All right. So, wait, so, so the, the, the reasons why we don't take our days off sometimes is pressure from the church. Um, there's there's an expectation that, Pastor, you drop everything for the sake of the church. Even Jesus walked away. Even okay. Jesus walked away. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is because you didn't negotiate well in the first place. Um, you know, everyone in your church gets, pretty much everyone in your church gets how many days off a week? And I, I can't tell you how many pastors I know with a lot, I'll, I only get one day off a week, or I get one day off a week. Why, why do, do your members not get two days off a week? Why aren't you getting two days off a week? Again, negotiate that at the beginning. Harder to negotiate it when you're already have accepted a call with one day off a week. I, I, I find that to be craziness. Anyway, be that as it may. Um, so, the, so that's the, that's another reason. And the third the third reason is you don't take the days off because either you mismanage your time horribly or you have misunderstood um, your job. So, um, and and somehow think that your job you is your think life. You're the end all be all, or you you're. Right. You're, you think you're the end-all, be-all. You've maybe, as you said, mismanaged your time, but maybe you've misunderstood what your contract says. Maybe and, you don't have a contract. A lot of pastors don't even have a contract. So woohoo, even better, you get to set your standards. So okay. if, if you take it all on that, I mean, the reality is, is you need to set boundaries and probably a good therapist will help. Because if you think that the world or that the church rises and sets on you, that you are, you know, you are it, then you, you've got some codependency stuff going on there. And you really need to, to divest yourself of that. Because like I said, if you die Saturday, they're still worshiping on Sunday. Okay. Um, all right. So it's tips to, tips to take the day off. Well, I mean, we're, we're here. This is all part of the tipping or the starting, right? Is that starting, starting, we've been going here, uh, is the coaching. You need a good coach who will help to hold you accountable. One of my continual questions to people I coach, when was your last day off? When is your next vacation day, right? I mean, did you, what did you do on your, your last day off? How, you know, how did you care for yourself? So and even to the point, um, I've, I've got my coaches uh, on their calendars. When's your next, you know, when's your next vacation? Which is, which is tip number one. All right. Yeah. So how do you get your days off or your time off? Number one, put it on your calendar. Big X's or block it out or Google busy, whatever it takes for you. When you sit down every week, every month, and every year to plan out your 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 retreat time, your conference times, your your uh, vac you know the vacation, your days off, your spiritual retreats, all, all that stuff, that goes into the calendar. Probably second because you got to look at the the national holidays. You know, like Christmas is going to come around, and Thanksgiving is going to come around, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, blah blah blah. But you know, yeah, that goes on the calendar first. This is the time I'm taking my sabbatical. If you have one due, this is when I'm doing this. This is when I'm doing that, so that it is on 
your calendar. So when someone says, I want to get married the third week of June, and you're going to be at your, at your, um, your son's graduation because they're graduating for college, or, or you're going yeah. to the lake to relax, I, I, I'm not available that week. Right. And they will get somebody here and, and have a list. You know, we always call them pastors on call. Have the right. name of one or two pastors that you really appreciate that you can, uh, you know, that you can say, hey, you know, Pastor Dan can can uh, can handle that. And, and reciprocate. Do, and, do right, that for exactly. the other pastor, you know, because they, exactly. they need someone that they can say, I've got a day off. I'm called Dr. Bill or, or Dr. Chris, whatever. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So about taking your vacation, vacations should start Sunday afternoon, or if you have Saturday only evening or Saturday evening worship, it starts that afternoon after any responsibilities, and it goes through the next Sunday. A lot of people will start their vacations like on, um, I don't know, on a Monday or and then plan to come back on a Friday or a Saturday so they can preach, or I don't know how they worked it out, Friday through Thursday, I guess. And so you, they say, well, I'll miss this Sunday. In reality, you can work it where you miss one and a half Sundays. But if you come back midweek, then you, you have, have to, to write a sermon. sermon. Yeah, or even if you come back, if you don't go, say, Monday to Monday, you end up having to write a sermon for that Sunday. So you didn't get any. And you didn't get a week off because you're working during your holiday. Right. Okay. So number one, schedule it and schedule it well. Yeah. Number two, okay, the, 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 the second way to make sure you get your day off is, of course, to set clear boundaries. And, you know, when someone says to that, then you just flat out say, no, I can't. And, you know, I, I use this as an example because it is a, it's a, an example I have tossed at me a lot. But what if someone dies? Here's the deal. The funeral home books the funeral, and they'll book the funeral at their convenience. No, I'm sorry, we're not open on Tuesdays. We can't do it on Tuesdays, or we already have a. You know, and you do the same thing. If someone says, "I want to have my funeral on Sunday at eleven or ten thirty, whatever," you're going to say, "No, we have. You can do the same. We want to have the funeral on." I'm sorry, I'm not available that day or that afternoon or that morning or whatever it is that you're that is blocked off as off. I'm not available. We I, I have this day or this day, but that's what we want. I understand. I'd be happy to recommend Pastor Dan down the street who can do it if if that's if if that's the day you must do it. I am not available. Oh, but they're getting mad. Yes, get over it. They can be mad or you can be mad. Which one is the one, and you, and you can ruin your family life and your marriage and all the rest. Which one do you think, it, yeah, okay, draw the line in the sand and go with it. This and, is for your own good and for the good of the church. Right, and get used to feeling guilty. If you feel guilty about it, if you feel horrible about it, get used to it. And I don't know. Or get a therapist. I, I don't always appreciate my husband going, just get over it, because it's not that easy. But I'm going to say that here. Work on getting over it. You know, it, it will dissipate. I absolutely promise you. And when you get resentful enough of your church, burned out enough, you know, I went, what was it? Something like eight weeks, six or eight weeks without a day off 
when we were in Kansas, I was overwhelmed. My first solo pastorate, uh, funerals continuously. I couldn't get a day off. When it finally got to where we took a day off, we figured out the only way we're in a little small town, we would go to Wichita, 90 miles away, so that we would get out of town and nobody would be able to find us. Although, ironically, we almost saw, saw always saw somebody from the, our little town up there. And every, um, that was, we tried to do that every week, actually, and every two to three months, then we would go up to Kansas City, which was farther away. And uh, so we were, ab- you know, able to stay. But that, we, I mean, we said this, it really sucked that we had to go out of town, you know, the expense of that. And it wasn't like we had just sit down and relax uh, somewhere because we didn't know anybody. In All right, we're out of time. We're running out of time. I want to get one oh more tip. Oh, my gosh. Yes, okay. I know. That, that's, we, we're going to put a big right, clock go. in front of you. Oh, go, right. go, go, go. So the, the last tip I want to give, okay, so schedule, uh, set boundaries, negotiate good up, well up front. And, and number three is a lot of us don't take our day off because we do not manage our time well. And so we end up having, you know, well, I didn't get my sermon done because I had to do this and this and this. Once you have your vacation and your days off schedule off your calendar the next step is to schedule those things like when i'm going to write my sermon when i'm going to do every sunday i spend all afternoon with my calendar and planning out in 15 minute increments what i am doing that week so that i know what i'm doing when i'm doing do the same and when you have a when you have a day off make sure everything is done before then if you if if you have too much on your plate begin to delegate um, in fact, you should be delegating anyway. There's only five things you really should be doing, and we have other episodes on that. So I'll shut up. We are a lot out of time. Go ahead, Chris. Say, yeah. We're going to say more about that, and I'm hoping that in uh, the links or whatever that work with this video uh, uh, replay, that you're going to have the Get More Time Planner, and you're going to have the Mom Chart that we use. We recommend those if you've already had those or, or have those, and you're still having trouble with it. You need a coach. You need a conversation get onto our calendar. He'll have the information as well on how to do that. We'll look forward to talking to you, but we're out of time. See you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye.